Today is so special, I wore my prized possession. I'll talk about that in a minute. It is Tuesday, July 12th. We're excited because we get to get on the ground in the dirt at a dealership today. Hotlanta, here we come. Everywhere I go, right. the people mm. This feels like a Hotlanta song, actually. It really does. Actually. This is Hotlanta track. I never realized it until now. It's just, it's just, it's meant to be in Atlanta. Yeah. I wonder if she's you, you from just, Atlanta. Like, you, you get off the plane in Atlanta and you just feel like you, you need to, like, kind of just, start that low just bounce. drop just a little bit. You just get a little bounce when you get off the plane. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So not too much because it's hot there this time of year. It is hot. I, you know, yesterday I looked up the temperature to see what I was going to be dealing with today. And I realized that Syracuse was nine degrees warmer than Atlanta yesterday when I looked. <laughs> <laughs> no way yeah it was like 90 that is tough it was 90 in syracuse i bet the humidity level might be just a little different <laughs> just a little different yes oh that's the diff that's the massive difference right there nashville atlanta we all just deal with this oppressive walkout sweat type thing that's just the Gosh. way that we do that's oh, what we man. do oh man oh man oh man i do you see my hat today it's my prized possession hat. i am wearing Ooh. My dark blue on dark blue Asodu hat that was at the yeah. first family reunion that has everybody signed it that Everyone's was there in gold ink. You're on here That's somewhere. So clean. I should have picked up. Where I am you on were. there. You're on That's here great. somewhere. I've got mine. I've got mine. Mine's right back up there. You're on there somewhere. Actually, oh. look, you signed it. You you gave yourself the little like hot spot. Let's see, right, right <laughs> there. You can't see it, but it's right over my pinky. <laughs> I know what's up. <laughs> the day trading attention over here. <laughs> we have a few fun <laughs> things to talk about today. We're gonna talk about slack splaining. It is something I never heard of before, but slack splaining. Yeah. I think you might already know what that is, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, we're also gonna announce. Shoot, our first speaker for a SodaCon today. We've been teasing no. this thing for how long now? We have. We have. We've been, I might have, like, accidentally barely dropped it on a you day and got off attention. it real quick. But we're going to talk about it a little bit more. And yesterday, we're so excited to announce our premier sponsor, Cars.com, stepped up to the plate with a big swing to make sure that we could fully execute the rebirth of the automotive conference for you. So just a little residual love uh, from Cars.com. Yesterday, we announced them as the premier sponsor. So we want to say, like, just say it twice because it's worth it. Our friends at Cars have just come all the way. We are so excited to be collaborating with them to bring you something that you've never, ever, ever seen in an automotive conference before. And so speaking of someone, we're pretty sure you've never seen at an automotive conference before. Whoa, don't want that one, want this one. Stop. Good <laughs> he's got the, he got the hot buttons mixed up this morning. I think the track was good. still playing in the background. So ah, that's what it is. We're announcing somebody today that actually made an impact on you and I as entrepreneurs, actually influenced our decision to do things the way that we've done them, both with our, our, our little consulting thing, Contagious Auto, and then a Sodu. Here's, let's tell the story. Do we tell the person first go, or do we tell the go, story first? Go back to the story. Go okay. back to the story. So I'm, well, first of all, so I, I had my first speaking uh, engagement at Digital Dealer a little over a year ago now. So that was June of 2021. And uh, we were in Tampa. Paul and I had just met that morning 
on, the first time well, in person, or I guess the morning before in person, we have met in person. Yeah, we went a on run. a fun run. <laughs> <laughs> and then Paul decided he was like, you know what? I think uh, I'll go to Kyle's session because yeah. it was about marketing and 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 the way that marketing teams are formed and a lot of the stuff that we do with our consultancy on Contagious nowadays. Well, that was what we were. I was talking about, and Paul's sitting there listening, and I actually interact with Paul. I asked him how much a red camera was, and he was like, I don't know the guys in the back they answer those questions right <laughs> and uh and so so there was this kind of, it was a really fun room and apparently paul you're sitting there next to someone who un like we, we can't have no figure clue out who, who this person is if it was you <laughs> please send us an email at crew at a soda.com and let us know it was you it was actually before the session started ah you know really? so you got that okay. little you got that little conversation going before the workshop and people are filing in and we just started talking and the, the the young man next to me was like, hey, yeah, I read. Did you ever read this book called The Innovation Stack? And I was like, no, I never heard of it. He's like, oh, it was so good. And he gave me a little synopsis, maybe. And I literally, right there, when someone that I feel is credible enough recommends a book, I pull my phone out and I order it on Amazon, so it'll be at home. Smart. When yes. I get home, so I ordered it. And then you know, Kyle did his thing, and then we had the rest of Digital Dealer. And I got home and I read this book, and I read the book, and then I was like, man, this is amazing. And then. I don't know how many months we decided to go into business together. And then I recommended the book to you. It was interesting because we decided to go to business together. Right. And, and for what, a couple months, you just kind of sat on this book. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. I didn't read it right away. Right. Cause that's how it looked next to my bed. I have a stack of books. That's like the queue. Right. Well, no, you sat on like telling me and then you told me about it. And I was like, I'm going to get this book right away. Well, <laughs> I think what happened is I actually got super sick over a weekend and I read this book that is what cover to cover. Yes. I read this book cover to cover and I'm sending, literally sending Paul <laughs> all these te- like screenshots of like, oh my goodness, this is absolutely incredible. And he's like, I've got to read the book again. So Paul goes back and reads the book again and Then just a couple months later, we did Digital Dealer in Vegas. And that was the moment when like, I think everything kind of tied together when it was, you know, the innovation stack plus what was happening with a SODU, what we already believed about the automotive industry and all of that came together. And, uh, and so really that was kind of, that was the impetus to, to really having a big vision as far as what we're doing with a SODU and what we're doing in the automotive industry. And so we're really excited to announce that the writer of the innovation stack and co-founder of Square, now Block, Jim McKelvey, will be our premier keynote speaker on Monday night of uh, the event in Philly of a SODUCon. And uh, I can't wait to to kind of like bring him into the automotive industry in a really unique way. You, so, you don't, yeah, e- there you go. You don't even know. So this is like full circle. Now we're just like really excited that we're going to have some conversations with him and get to see him in person. And when we reached out to him, he's actually, his interest peaked because he hasn't done anything in automotive before. Yes. And this is someone who understands all industries, right? Like, cause when you, when you study and look into his history, he solves problems and from glass blowing to credit card payments, right? He just likes to solve problems. I want to read a little excerpt from his bio. Oh, I just had it up and now it's not up anymore. Oh, here it is. So this is his bio on his website. So he has a Wikipedia page. So I don't know if you caught it. Kyle said co-founder of Square, you know, that little payment processing company that, yeah, that company. Uh, He co-founded Square with um, Jack Dorsey. And there's a lot of stories about that in the book. By the way, if you haven't read the innovation stack, 
do yourself a favor and read The Innovation Stack because it was one of the most entertaining business books I've ever written and also one of the most profound. From Jim's bio on his website says, please don't ask me to connect on Facebook, WhatsApp, or Instagram. I'm not there. I've got better <laughs> things to do. And frankly, so do you. And just like you don't need to know what I had for dinner last night, you don't need to know about where I was born or meaningless laundry list of things I've done. That's what Wikipedia is for. Though those things... I, though the things that, through the things I do and the people I meet, I aim to be a conduit to ideas, innovation, and even to entrepreneurship. I want to explore, solve problems, and inspire others to do the same. And that, my friends, is the most important thing you need to remember about me. Paul. Signed, Jim McKelvey. Look at this troublemaker. Look at you this know? troublemaker. Right. If that's not a troublemaker, I don't know what is. So um, exactly. he's coming in hardcore to a solo. You have to be there to see him in person. I've never seen him in person, but I heard he is an amazing speaker. It's not like one of those guys where they write the good book and then you realize they hate people, right? And you right. get in a room. No, no, no. This is a different thing. So if you haven't already, go to asotocon.com and get your tickets. We're selling tickets now. The flow is moving in a really great direction. And now uh, the momentum is building. We have a lot more speaker and sponsor announcements. What are we, what are we up to count? Over 50 speakers? Somewhere like that? Yeah. yeah, I think we counted yesterday over 50 speakers, like 40 sessions. We're packing them into panels because we just want to bring the best thoughts and the best. Like, I'm excited because I think the panels are going to stir up some. Like, it's not going to oh, just be like no, spewing information from your own brain. There's going to be like, <laughs> but wait, you think and I think and we're going to put some challenging things together. The idea is to not just kind of. Ah, yep, that sounds good. And everyone thumbs up and roll out. And, you know, we kind of manila our way through it. Like we want to press press boundaries and push back and make ideas happen and synthesize great ideas for the auto industry out of this event. It's happened. Coming at you hardcore. SotoCon September 11th through 13th in Philadelphia. Uh, let's talk about, uh, we got time probably for one article today. This is an article that is probably not timely, but it's going to be very relatable. And... The question that we're posing is, are we losing more time than ever in this hybrid work environment, sometimes remote, mm. sometimes not remote, Slack-splaining? Kyle, what is Slack-splaining? Do you have a guess? <laughs> Slack-splaining. Yes. I would say that it's like the over the, the need to over-explain <laughs> yourself for the words that you're using because this <laughs> digital ecosystem is very, very hard to understand emphasis or point of view or uh, the mode in which you're communicating. And so like people drop emojis on things. you got to have a gift for everything, right? It's just you're all good. of this. Yeah. I mean, is that right? That's a very good, uh, that's a very good, I would say it's a very good guess, but it's pretty accurate to what it is. So basically it is what you said. It is over communicating, right? Spending a lot of time and energy overthinking your communication, writing too much because you're worried about being misunderstood or the point being mistaken. And on top of that, our brains are hardwired to interpret the negative potential interpretation first. Right. Have you ever seen that in real life? Right? That's fine, right? That's fine. What do you mean that's fine? What do you mean that's fine? Oh, I, yeah. hear, I hear how they said that said fine, right? That, no, they were saying, oh, that's fine, right? Totally different. All so right. here's the deal. A survey by the communication platform Loom of more than 3,000 office workers found that 91% had digital messages misunderstood or misinterpreted at work. And for 20% of those, they've caused them to get reprimanded, demoted, or even fired. No that way. is a major, major problem. 
right? So we're spending uh, another research in this article. We linked it up. It's a fast company article. It's great. It's a little bit longer, but it's full of great stuff. And like, I found myself reading it and nodding along like, yes, yes. So another research from uh, Grammarly, you know, Grammarly and the Harris poll found that employees spend nearly half of their work week on written communication alone because a shift to a more, yeah, one half because of a shift oh. to a more dispersed work week. I don't know when, you know, you were in a dealership at the time, so you didn't go through this the same way, but when the agency moved remote, cause we had to in New York, right? Like they shut everything down. I remember I was like all upset about it. And then after like a week or two, I was like, you know, I mean, I do feel like we're pretty efficient. And then after like three or four weeks, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> right? right. And now, well, I mean, I think about this, like the volume of texting and emailing that's happening within a dealership with customers. And this is a big thing, mm -hmm. right? That is, it could be a shocking realization of, you know, what are you communicating and are your customers able to obtain that information? Because, you know, you go from like in-person interaction, then you separate that to phone interaction, which loses that interpersonal connection. See, the, right. The, no the body visual, language. Right? Yeah. And then you go to text and, and email and you're just removing more and more opportunity for contextualization and you're putting barriers up. And so, yes, everyone wants to be texted. Yes. Everyone wants to respond to email in their own time, but what, I mean, even recently, actually, Paul, you and I have been really intentional about like, instead of just, you know, we've, you know, especially with a lot of outreach that we've had to do around a SotoCon, it's like, oh, let's email them. And we've just realized, oh, picking up the phone is actually a, a much better option. And so I do, you know, obviously people need to communicate in the way that they need to communicate, whether in business or, you know, business to business or within a business or business to consumer. But, you know, recognizing that there are, there are barriers when you remove that layer of, of, of personal connection and like physical visual connection, especially like audio plus visual. Yeah. It, it's it, wow. And that's so, that is a wild that's wild research right there that people are getting fired over messages because of miscommunication you Brutal. know that that really is kind of like that's the extreme right i yep. just i backed into the amount of time that i've i kind of always felt like is wasted right. because of well let me send a slack message and then the more detailed you're making it the more you're like uh right you're explaining more and more context i'm like i don't know that this is faster um yep. And then you start to think about, well, that what I'm producing right now is going to generate an equal detailed response, which if you think about it, someone's going to have to overthink it that much on the other side. And yep. you put all that together. And it's one thing if you're like sharing engineering plans, right? <laughs> right. That's like about math and measurements and all Yes. Right. I want it in the text message, right? I want my pacemakers to be made to the spec. But when it's like creative work or it's like thought work, man, I just can't, I can't. I can try still trying to wrap my head around the amount of time is being wasted. And on top of that, the amount of misinterpretation that's obviously happening when you look at this. Yes. So, I mean, here's our advice on that. And this is something that I've, the second it starts to feel burdensome, right? Really the consideration of like a two minute phone call should really filter right up to the top of your mind. Most cases, yep. it's even less than two minutes. Hey, sent the Slack message about this. I wanted to make sure, are you thinking this and this, or were you thinking that and that, right? And then all of a sudden, Not a doubt. things start free-flowing. And for sure, for sure, for sure, if you ever interpret someone's Slack message as short or curt or, you know, aggressive in any way, and you're like, I'm not sure if they meant, just pick up the phone.
for real. Yes, exactly. And and I would say in all communication, right, the the default mode that we should have, whether you are texting someone or emailing someone or in a Slack message or on on messaging is is to believe the best about them and believe so that hard. they have your best interests at heart first, right? Until proven otherwise, believe that the person on the other side is acting with with like your best interests at heart. Um, that's going to just go a ton, a long way for communication, especially like for an industry that from the outside looking in, that the perception of our industry is that it is harsh or is, or, or, or is car curse, right? That, that anytime that we have the opportunity to break down that barrier internally, that's going to transition externally. That's a great And, point. and so you, uh, it is, we just have to be hyper aware as an industry of that reality. Well, we have your best interest at heart today as we're on the ground banging out dealerships. We're going to bring you some good dealer interview content tomorrow, probably maybe the next day. But until then, assume the best about one another and let's go out there and care, huh?